0: Welcome to another episode of What is Hashimoto's with Dr. Martin Rutherford. To find out more on any of our topics, or for information on scheduling a consultation with Dr. Rutherford, please visit us at whatishashimoto's.com. And now, here's Dr. Rutherford. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the pro-inflammatory diet and Hashimoto's. So. Uh, inflammatory diets are one of the many triggers of Hashimoto's thyroid disease and inflammatory foods are um a lot of protein foods it's, it's meats and and eggs and and um just all a lot of a lot of things that are hard to digest uh, more or less a lot of meat a lot of meat and so um grains grains are there uh, and, and this is not the intention of me is to go through the whole pro-inflammatory diet because um, the, the pro-inflammatory diet um, or the pro-anti-inflammatory diet is um, it, was, it was pretty much put together for autoimmune, autoimmune patients and I think it was put together by Sarah Ballantyne and, and, and it's one that's still used a lot it's still used quite a bit uh for for autoimmunity now i will make a caveat and, and the reason that you want to follow a pro-inflammatory diet and, and the reason i'm not getting into it, i mean you can look pro inflammatory diet up online and you'll be anti-inflammatory and you'll be you'll be reading for days and there's different people who've put them together but the the original and the classic is the uh anti and uh, autoimmune paleo diet is that's the original anti-inflammatory diet and then i've used it for years but I don't use it as much as I used to. Uh, The the premise of it is correct. The premise of it is it takes out all the foods that creates inflammation in your system. 75% of your immune system, 70%, however much it is, depending on who you're reading, is in your intestines. Uh, And so it makes sense that if you have autoimmunity, you start dampening inflammation in your intestines, 75% of your immune system is there. You're gonna start dampening immune inflammatory responses against your thyroid. Having said that, there's a little caveat in here. For me, about 75%, 70% of my patients come in and have something called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So, and that's a lot uh, of my patients to have that. So if you go on the autoimmune paleo diet, then you will, probably blow up. You'll probably start getting bloating and gas and distension if you are one of the people who have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So if you do that, then you need to know that you need to go to, at the very least, a low FODMAP diet. Another caveat is if you get on the autoimmune paleo diet and you don't seem to be doing well and you're you're not bloating up, or even if you are bloating up, And if you haven't, um, and if you don't know your food sensitivities, of course, the autoimmune paleo diet removes all of your food sensitivities. And then eventually you're supposed to start reintroducing them. My experience has been that if it takes too long to reintroduce the foods, in other words, I, I introduce a food and then, and then I I do that food for three days. And then if it doesn't react, I go to the next food depending on how many foods you are introducing, um, that can take a long time. So that can discourage people. Uh, If they have blow-ups along the way, like they have several times where they react to foods that they're still reactive to, uh, those blow-ups for an autoimmune thyroid patient could be a couple of days. They could be a couple of weeks. So that can can be a little bit of a hassle. And so, um, so, and and it, and so you know we know you have food sensitivities that's why that's why you do the autoimmune paleo diet is to dampen those while you're able to treat so you dampen the situation with the diet and then the supplements that you're going to take for whether it's for your digestive system or whether it's for your small intestinal bacteria or whatever are now going to work better but the problem but the problem is is if it takes too long for you to get foods reintroduced, your digestive system, which has got to be broken down for you to get small intestinal bacteria overgrowth or for you to get um, the need to do an autoimmune paleo diet, uh, your digestive system, even though you take that inflammatory response away, it still takes time for it to heal. And so if it takes too long to reintroduce your foods, you might start getting confused because you might start getting... Uh, New food sensitivities to the foods that you are now eating on the autoimmune paleo diet Because because broken down digestion is what causes food sensitivities So the dilemma so that's a little bit of a dilemma there Um, in in previous videos uh, Up until maybe three years ago. I would I would recommend not doing food sensitivity testing because it was pretty uh, pretty uh, unreliable but over the last three years, and, and there's, there, over the last three years, food sensitivity is now pretty much gone full bore, uh, antibody testing, which is good, which is what it was. It was not that before was Who who was doing hair analysis and those types of things. So, and uh, so, and the, and the testing procedures have come gotten better. So I have, um, I, I particularly like the Cyrex 10, and um, and I like uh, uh, a vibrant uh, a company has a, has a nice one that tests like 250 foods, and they seem to be consistently excellent to me. So I use those two d- depending on what's going on. So I will, I will. So I would say, so anti-inflammatory diet. I would do my I, today what I do to help my patients to get through this more efficiently. And, and effectively and to not have this long string of months of reintroducing foods is I am doing these food sensitivities right up front food sensitivities are are one of the largest groups of um, of uh, uh, Triggers for Hashimoto's so we, we get that right out of the way up front usually uh, we'll use other diets. If the person has SIBO, if they have that oral tolerance issue, we might use a combination of those two diets. And then once we get that person, you know, noticeably feeling better, their symptoms are a lot better, then we'll start reintroducing foods. And that's usually about four or five, four or five um, weeks in, maybe six weeks in, if, if they have SIBO. And usually, and it works out pretty well that way. So the, the, the introductions go a lot faster. Uh, the people get a lot better, a lot faster. So when they have exacerbations from the reintroduction, they're not as bad, um, and 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 it just really, really, really works out a lot better. But but so the anti-inflammatory diet is a must. It's like it's like a must. The diet is the best place to start because it calms everything down, and it and allows everything to work better. A lot, you start to find out a lot of symptoms go away. And then you start to be able to understand your case by knowing, okay, that was diet. Those, those joint pains was diet. Okay, that fibromyalgia pain was diet. Or that brain fog was diet. So, so it starts to allow you to really understand your case. I mean, I always start with diet. And, um, and that's it. So yeah, anti-inflammatory diet, huge trigger. I, I, w- I would argue maybe the largest, oh, Yeah, top five, top five, one of the top five largest triggers for autoimmune thyroid disease. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What is Hashimoto's? To find out more on any of our topics or for information on scheduling a consultation with Dr. Rutherford, please visit us at whatishashimoto's.com.